Welcome to Lead with Clarity, where we help you focus on what matters most. I'm your host, Scott Sutherland, and I am here with my lovely wife, Shondell. Shondell, what is one word that would describe how you're feeling right now? Hopeful. Hopeful. Okay. How come? Well, I get to go on a little sabbatical that you have been arranging for me. That's good. I think for, what, two months we've been working toward this? Right. And you definitely need it. (laughs) I do. We had our team come down, uh, most of them, and get ready to help delegate things out. It was so encouraging. And uh, we do need rest. Both you and I do. I mean, obviously, we kind of skipped a couple podcasts, but we are back at it. It's hard to get these things done every week. Yeah, especially when you're on the go. But we are so excited about what's happening that uh, this is going to be a good one. Yeah. So the episode today, we're we're talking about what is the ROI of rest. Yeah. And I think this is a really important topic. Yeah. And this is like dedicated to all of my friends, (laughs) all of my uh, colleagues and all of my fellow entrepreneurs, executives and hard pushing folks. Top performers. Yep. Yep. The people that I've been running with for 20 years, I dedicate this to you. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. So let's get into it. Uh, Why don't you define for us what is rest? Yeah. Well, you know, rest is getting away from your job, your work, the obsessive thoughts that you have. Good old Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines rest as to cease from action or motion, refrain from labor or exertion. Mm -hmm. And that cracks me up because that's not what our brains do. Mm. Like even if we are, oh, I'm resting. I'm here at dinner with you all. Our brain is still fully over in that wonderful child of ours called our business. And yeah. there, you know, it's wonderful. Like I think as we talk about all kind of the negative parts of this, there's a real positive part. Like business owners and and I'm saying my friends that I'm talking to here, uh, we are all fully engaged owners. And even if we don't own the business, we own our job. We we have this amazing extreme ownership, as Jocko puts it, and we are focused on what matters a lot of times. And then what happens is we overdo that strength. We overdo this wonderful gift that we've been given of owning it. I'm going to see it to the end and that we go overboard. And when we go overboard with ownership, we go, we move into an unhealthy need to control. And that all comes from fear. And we don't take time to really understand our fears because we just keep action and moving and we got to keep going. And if we really stopped and looked at the fear-driven reason that we always are engaged and we have to do, we must, and we own, and we all do all these things, uh, it's, you know, that's what we really need to deal with is that fear and that anxiety and boy, that sense of control is a false, false picture that we are that we actually are in control. Yeah, and really, what we're talking about here is rest versus stress. Yes, and stress can cause a lot of metabolic problems. Yeah, especially if we if we continue in this stress mode, that can really be 
it can be detrimental to our bodies. Yeah, absolutely. In a number of different ways. Yeah, our bodies are, it's like everything. Our relationships, how awful. Yeah. Like I know when I get stressed, I'm not very patient with you. Right. <laughs> and when yeah. you get stressed, you're not very patient with me. Right. And so, and also like when we're running and we even see it in our marriage at times, we're not connecting like we should mm-hmm. be. Yeah. We're not t- taking time to stare at each other lovingly in the eyes. We're not doing those things. And that's okay. Like there's seasons for that, right? And there sometimes we'll stop and go, it's a season. We're running and gunning, but here it is. This is our finish line, and we do that. But, boy, if you don't, you can go a long time not really looking someone adoringly in the eye, and yeah. that is a problem. Yeah, and do we really know how to slow down? Yeah. Do we know how to take that moment and and just detach, in a sense, from all these stressors that are in our lives so that we can connect with others. We can connect with our loved ones, our friends, and just ourself. Yes, yes, yeah. Well, it's hard. So that's what this podcast is going to be about. We're okay. going to talk about the ROI, return on investment of rest is you get to be your best self. Yeah. And you get to have those relationships you crave. Like, I don't care what you say. Every one of my friends, my clients, my colleagues, we all crave, like every other human, deep connection. And what we take as a cheap counterfeit is getting stuff done. Mm. And so what it is, is when we are just getting, instead of like, okay, so let me just explain this. When we are connected, we have uh, certain hormones that go on in our body, dopamine, serotonin, and uh, same thing like when I eat carbs, you know, mm-hmm. or when we have sex or when we do anything like there's these adrenaline rushes, there's these, these uh, chemical, maybe not adrenaline, because I'm trying to get away from adrenaline, but we have these chemicals that go in our body that make us feel good. Yeah. The problem is, our body also connect, you know, makes these stress hormones mm-hmm. that give us perks up, but they're to help us survive. You know, they're not meant to be these pleasure things. They're meant to be, we have got to get up and run as fast as we can because we're being chased by a big brown bear. And so we, we unfortunately start to accept the adrenaline rushes, the cortisol rushes, and then we, you know, and then it becomes an addiction instead of the real connection and they're at war with each other. I know you've done a lot of research on this, and so have I, and we've really tried to nail this around adrenaline and cortisol and stress hormones and dopamine and all that stuff. So so why don't you share with us what you kind of learned and how we can apply this? Well, first of all, what we're talking about here is the fight or flight response. So there's a couple of major hormones that are released into our blood system, and that is adrenaline or epinephrine, we could call it, and cortisol. So two major things happen at the release of those hormones. One, increased blood sugar levels. And number two, increased cardiac output. So because of the fact that we're responding to something that is threatening us, or we're in danger, that's why these are so important. And, and they really are. I'm wonderful. Yeah, but we don't want to live in them 
day in and day out because yeah. then that can wreak havoc on our, our our constant blood sugar levels of our body and increase stress on our heart. Yeah, because these are like what I always say, running from the brown, big brown bear. But now we're running from emails and from potential customer loss and from recessions and from two years of living in COVID and, you know, the the layoff where everyone's laid off and then bringing people back and then not having enough workers. That was terrible. And now we're having to lay off those workers. And then the terrible culture that happens because we didn't make good hires. And I mean, it's and just the news. Constant. I mean, you look oh, at the news gosh. and the shootings and all these things that are happening all yeah. around us. And if you read the newspaper you're, for like five yeah. minutes, all of a sudden you're, you're in you're fight triggered. or flight. Yeah, you're triggered. Yeah, yep. and yeah. it's true. It happens to me. And that's not how our bodies were designed. No, it's not. And we need to take a break from that. Yeah. yeah. And we need to learn how to do that. And yeah. there are simple ways of managing stress. There really is. Um, and you know, you can go as basic as eating a healthy diet. And getting exercise. enough exercise. Yeah. And then, right. of course, you know, some of us get addicted to exercise too. But that's another story. At least it's doing something. We can take uh, breathing breaks. But most, the, I mean, most importantly, and you can add some more if you want, that I see for leaders is a self-awareness. And we preach this over and over that self-awareness is the number one thing that a leader needs to grow in. And the first step in self-awareness is being Fully aware of your emotions and knowing what's happening in your body because your body will not lie to you. Your body will tell you, but few of us, like if you think about running from a big brown bear, we don't listen to what is my body telling me right now because we're not tuned into that at all. Now, the sad part about this adrenaline, and you can uh, you can jump back in here if you want to, is that it makes us stronger. It gives us fast thinking. It, I mean, it does all these wonderful things so we can survive. So there is an addiction that happens for us leaders because we taste of it. And then when we are so fearful, when the drop begins to happen. And, you know, Patrick Lencioni wrote a great article in 2004 about adrenaline uh, addicts in the workplace. And we'll put a, let's put a link to that because I yeah. think it's mandatory reading for every executive. Right. However, though, you know, I understand that when you're in a threatened mode and let's say you are being chased by a bear mm -hmm. in that moment. Yeah. So you you respond on instinct. Mm -hmm. And so your brain reacts in that way. Now, it's not for clear, logical, cognitive processing. No. It's for instinctual processing. That's right. And your body, because of the fact that you are threatened is given a hormone boost that makes you very strong in that moment. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not sustainable. No. So to really think clearly, we need to lower the cortisol levels. Mm -hmm. and, and that will increase then memory and other cognitive processes. Yeah, it'll increase our sleep because a yes. lot of cortisol issues that keep us from sleeping, I know many people have told me, <laughs> it keeps yeah. weight on, does all sorts of things because it's really helping you try to survive. It's such a sweet thing if that our body does, <laughs> yeah. but then we're not very kind back to it. Right, yeah, it was never meant to be 
in a constant state of fight or flight. I want to go back to kind of the addiction piece because this is the heart-wrenching part of this. So, I mean, addicts use the same, like we look at alcoholics, we look at drug addicts, we look at gambling, we look at overeating, all these pieces, even shopping, things that people do to keep that kick up. They, they got to keep in that mode because when it starts going down, your body feels it and you kind of have to walk through that recovery process. And yeah, you know, there are things that our body feels and, and this stress can be so much for us that we don't know how to healthy, how to, how to solve the problem mm-hmm. in a healthy manner. Mm-hmm. And so we tend to go toward things or can go toward things that are unhealthy for us, such as too much drinking mm-hmm. and things in excess. Yeah. And, and here's where I want to really talk to my friends here is work. Literally, like this is the issue. We do more work. We fret about work. We think about work. We worry about work. We on the weekend, we're wondering what we're going to do about this. And we're replaying the week before. And our mind doesn't stop because it needs that kick. And literally, it's addictive. Yeah. And so that is, I think, why we are championing this for our friends, because what happens is you think you have to do it. Oh, I just need to do it for another year. Oh, I just need that till this quarter. I just have to do it this time. And if you think that's language of addicts, yeah, I just need to get through this. I just need to get through that. And so what we want to encourage you to do is stop the madness. And there's a wonderful concept by Stephen Covey called sharpening the saw. And uh, let's put a link into that as well. The the sharpening the saw concept is that you need to take time to rest and to rejuvenate. And that's sharpening like a a proverbial saw. So if you had to go chop 12 logs, you you think like, oh my gosh, I have to get these done. I have to get these done. But if you stop at log seven and sharpen your saw, they'll go so much faster. But our thing is like, oh, I just got to get all these done. I got to get all these done. And so that's the concept that we're looking at is that we need to rest. And so here are the obstacles that get in our way. Uh, number one, we think that we are too important. We, number two, we have not delegated. We have not invited people. We have not trained. We have not uh, taught them. We have not delegated. And usually because we don't trust them, and that is another a- absolute problem from being an addict, is that you don't have the ability to really have those relationships to trust people. Um, you're thinking you're going to be taken advantage of. You, they're not going to do it right. All these crazy thoughts that are sometimes quite true. So you got to be in your right mind to really delegate that. The third thing is that we just like the control. And I, we were talking about that before, but that control and being in control it is all based in fear, which is based on an unmet need somewhere in there. And so in coaching, we help you find the unmet need. Like, what is it that you need? And let's get right down to this. And some of those, most of those come from something that didn't happen in childhood that neither, none of us are aware of. And I, we could go on and on about that, but that's not what the show's about. <laughs> so here's what I would suggest people to do. Number one, when you go on vacation, assign your phone to someone else. And what I mean by that is take off, you can, un, you can take your work email off and you can put the do not disturb on your texts. And give your phone to somebody else, or if you need it for some entertainment, um, absolutely make sure that someone is monitoring you. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's true. Number two, when you leave, make sure that in, someone knows how to get a hold of you. 
like your executive assistant, a good friend, your parents, the hotel, somebody knows how to get a hold of you. And what I suggest is you give them uh, your traveling partner, your spouse, um, whoever you're going with, best friends, whoever, or like I said, the hotel, um, so that people can reach you. And then you tell your team, I don't want you solving anything that you need me for. For example, like my friend was just telling me how she went on vacation and the like whole uh, hotel she was managing was evacuated and no one called her. Okay, that's a reason to call your boss and let them know that. But otherwise, there's a lot and we want to be told that. Like I know when I went to Europe, I had a wonderful EA and I said anything that will keep this ship from going forward, you know, call me and that'll be fine, but I will not be calling you. And so that way I'm at full peace and full rest that everything is fine. And I need to trust you that you will call me if something is bad. Otherwise I am unplugging and I will tell you what will happen. So that's kind of my tips of how to do it because otherwise it's kind of a cold turkey thing. And then I really want to warn my friends this. What's going to happen? Day one, you are going to begin freaking out because you need another hit. And you're going to reach for your phone. I remember when I went to Europe, I didn't even have it. I kept reaching for it. I reached for it like 30 times a day just because something great was happening. Something wonderful was happening. And I had to tell somebody, you know. And that's not what I needed. I needed real connection. I needed a body that I was connecting with heart to heart, not just on Facebook. So that's uh, the first thing is the first day it's going to be a little neurotic and you're going to feel like, oh, I'm missing something. Day two, that's going to be coupled with, you're going to have a little bit of that, coupled with you're going to start, it's going to start, your body's going to start believing you. And so it's going to start letting down. So you're going to start feeling some feelings and you're going to start feeling out of control. You're going to feel a little depressed, maybe a little sad, maybe a little manic. And so let it ride. It's it's normal. And then day three is usually when it hits because finally your body really believes you and it's going to dump and it's going to start healing and it's going to start regulating. And that day three, you know, listen to your body. Take 17 naps that day. Whatever your body needs, you give it in those three days and learn to listen to your body. And, and, you know, it might be depressed. You might think I'm missing something. Your brain will be telling you you've got to get back on it. But don't do it. And then ride that third day out. And then by the fourth day, usually, unless you've got a big hit for a long time, (laughs) by the fourth day, your body will start believing you. And it'll start that heel, start balancing, right? Because we had it so high, it has to go down and it comes back. And in that healing um, phase, in that middle, um, now you're going to come out and go, okay. And I'm telling you, by day four, five, six, you're going to be so creative. Creative ideas are going to start coming everywhere and your body started to heal. And so we all need that. And as executives, it's um, a real temptation to think, oh, I just need to sneak away an hour. I just got to sneak this away. Don't do it. Give yourself the break. And I just appreciate you, Scott, and our team who have spent a lot of hours and a lot of time preparing that I can take a break. And um, I'll probably experience everything I just said. So as we land this plane, I just want everyone to know, I did a video on this. It's part of our uh, CAVU, uh, C-A-V-U series on our website. So shondellgroup.com backslash CAVU. And you can learn a little bit more there. And this is really concluding um, season two. It's been a lot of fun. We've covered a lot of ground. 
And I just want to plug our next season because I'm super excited about it. We are going to talk about recession proofing your business. Um, I've been through three recessions. Our guest Melanie has been through two. You've been through a few. So we've got some really good tips to help you get through those recessions. All right, everybody. Be the best you can be today. Bye, everybody.